Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast by Ugly Ventures. I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, and the co-founder at Ugly Ventures, a place where entrepreneurs like you can find the tools and capital to grow your business. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm really excited to dig dig into this juicy topic, something that's been on my mind for a while now, and more of a conversation that I want to open up. And the topic to discuss today is about how we win as women in business. And this is a really perhaps controversial conversation I want to get into today. But I personally have been battling with this, these two sides of the coin. One being that we live in obviously a patriarchal society and in many of the situations that I find myself in for marketing and working with startups, I tend to find myself working with men in really male-dominated cultures, right? Culture of winning, culture of growth, uh, rapid growth, sales-driven marketing strategies. That's what I, that's my specialty. And it's an environment I'm, I'm certainly comfortable in, but it comes at a price. And there's quite a dichotomy between what I do in my day-to-day in that kind of environment versus the community of female founders that I serve through my leadership in SoGal and being involved in the startup world here in Miami, where I'm really always drawn to helping women. And that is what my life mission is. This is what brings me the most joy. And so when I find the founders that I'm working with that are male versus female, there's such a difference in the feeling that I get personally when I'm working and it's representative or represents the internal battle that I feel on a whole as wanting to win, right? Wanting to have success, wanting to have aggressive growth, right? Especially for those founders that have been recently funded or are looking to go into their series A or series B where we're talking a much higher level of playing, right? And at that level, you need to win, right? That's that's really what what comes, the price that comes with taking on investment. So what does it take to win? And what does it take for women to win is the conversation that I want to start today. And this dichotomy between the world of men and the world of women when it comes to business. For me, I personally feel torn because as a wife and a mother and an entrepreneur and a, uh, you know, a mentor and a consultant, there's a lot of different hats that I personally wear. And I, I, as being in sort of this kind of male dominated, um, work cultures on one part of my business, um, one part of the consulting that I do, 
there's this mentality of just, you know, play with the boys and play by the boys' rules because that's how you're going to win. And so I'm pushed in one direction to have that sort of type of attitude about the way that I conduct myself as a leader, the way I, you know, am a mother, the way that I have discipline myself. And it's sort of this very hard, right? Win at all costs, no complaining, just get it done kind of attitude. And on a certain level, I I definitely feel like that's the way that you're going to win in our society today. Like you kind of, yes, let's play by the rules that are there because that's how you're going to get ahead the quickest. And then once you get ahead, then you can change the rules, but the rules are the rules as they are now. But then there's another, there's another side of the coin, right? There's this emerging sort of more measured, one may argue maybe a little bit slower, right? Avoiding burnout, self-care, way of leading. And I find myself, of course, also drawn to that side. And I wonder if there's any other women out there that feel this push and pull between the the vision or looking clearly at what our lives are as women, how complex our lives are as women, how much we do, right? It's a slippery slope because for me, I, I look at the, the things that I do to day to day and how much I take on and all of us women take on emotionally and practically in running our households and taking care of our families. And even if we don't have kids, I would tend to say that our role in this patriarchal society is that we just take on more. Like we, we are caregivers by nature, right? But that comes at a price. The problem that I have, and I'm curious if anyone else out there has, is when I start to look at this side, when I start to look at the reality of, you know, how much we as women take on and handle every single day, there's the pure volume of it. And how exhausting it is to look at all of that, right? I tend to feel a little bit defeated, a little bit, a little bit of martyrdom, right? And I am drawn to sort of quickly get back to that kind of aggressive male perspective, a David Goggins kind of way (laughs) of living, if you know who he is, um, you know, don't listen to that, that baby bitchy voice inside your head that wants to whine and complain. Just get her done and just do it, right? Just get the work done. Just keep pushing yourself. Just keep pushed to the end, right? And I personally feel <laughs> extremely stuck in the middle, right? Because on the one side, when I tend to look too much, pull the curtain back on all we take on as women and all we are sort of expected to handle versus um, just sort of getting it done, right? And, and sort of 
just doing whatever needs to be done to win and succeed. It seems like these two sides of the coins are just so far from each other. I was recently reading a book called Unleashed, which is a really beautiful book about leadership. And the names of the authors escape me, so I'll put it in the notes for this episode. But they were speaking a lot about leadership uh, as you know, women as leaders. And one of the chapters speaks about how much we hold ourselves back, right? We hold ourselves back. And there was a study done at Harvard University about the difference between male and female colleagues that are getting promoted and getting raises and at what degree. And on face value, they saw that the male colleagues were getting much more recognition and promotion quicker and had higher salaries. This isn't really big news, right? But the researchers, the authors of the, of the book, wanted to dig deeper and understand why, why that happened, right? Is it just pure bias on the part of the executives that are overseeing these promotions? Or is there something more at play? And what they discovered was that the male counterparts tended, had a tendency to be recognized and promoted sooner because, and of course these were, this is faculty at Harvard, right? So the professors that were being evaluated, the male counterparts tend to get ahead quicker because they had just a, such a larger volume of publications that were out, right? that they had been published at just a much higher rate. And so therefore, in the academic world, you know, getting those accolades and being published is something that is, of course, quite like a coveted, right, um, thing. It's something that is, is uh, I guess, a marker of success in that, in that field. And the curiosity was, okay, well, how come women are not publishing at the same rate as men? So they started to dig in. And what they found was, was that the female counterparts actually had a, like a, a, a obscene volume of um, research just waiting to be published, right? They were just holding on to just volumes and volumes of articles and research findings that had yet to be published. And their conclusion was is that the reason that the published uh, the the articles were not published and the research was not published because the female counterparts were holding on due to perfectionism, due to the idea that the articles weren't ready to be seen by the publisher, and so they just held on to them, and so that was what was concluded to be kind of holding back in this set evidence that the perfectionism that the women were. Uh, exhibiting, whereas holding them, like uh, playing into the into the narrative um, that held them back to promotions and higher and higher pay. And this just this one anecdote in this book just got to me so much because it is exactly this dichotomy at play. The men, of course, as being much more aggressive, went ahead and just public like went ahead and. And shopped around or, or, or t- turned in all of their research and articles much, much sooner than the women when the, when the pieces were far from ready and far from perfect. And in that sort of aggressive 
um, strategy, the idea was that, okay, let me just get everything out there and then I will make it better as it is edited and from the comments of the publishers and all of those things. It's the race to just progress over perfection, right? And for the women, it was just the opposite. So much is at play here, right? I think there's, practically speaking, you know, you can go down the path of saying, well, you know, women have literally, I would say, much more on their plates in general. Us as women, we just have much more on our plate. And maybe this is a controversial thing to say, but <laughs> it's, it's the fucking clear as day. We just do. And it comes a point where these women in, in this particular study is like, well, they had to jump to the other side. They had to go to this more sort of playing by the rules of the patriarchy, playing by the rules of, of the male counterparts and just do the same thing as the men to be able to kind of get to the same point as their male counterparts to be get, getting those equal opportunities. But at the same at the same time, you know, this sort of more feminine leaning way of looking towards sort of success and growth and leadership and paying attention to our lives as they are the whole of ourselves. We do things differently. A lot of times we have to do things differently. Now there's an idea of, okay, these women in this particular study were being held back by this idea of perfectionism. But what went through my head is, well, what was playing into that idea that they weren't ready or it wasn't ready, you know? Perhaps it was because the lives of these female counterparts, you know, they didn't feel like they had enough time to dedicate to getting the articles done the way that they wanted them to get done. Or, which of course is more at play, is this innate feeling of inadequacy as women, because we, there's tons of study to report to that show, you know, for women in women, female founders, right. Tend to be held up by believing that we need the MD or we need the master's degree or the other course or the extra training in order to be qualified enough to actually do the thing. Right. And men just don't play by those rules. Right they don't play by those rules. So it brings me back to the original question. What rules should we be playing by? And this is where I personally feel so stuck. And I want, would love to continue this conversation. If anyone out there wants to come on the podcast and debate this with me, it would be so joyful for me because I, I personally am feeling this push and pull, this tug and in moments of, of quiet, like the weekends, I, it tends to all come to me quite like emotionally where, you know, I feel just exhausted, you know, by the week. The week is just a constant push, a constant push from the, the you know, from morning to night. And I know, I, I know there's so many people out there that probably feel the same exact way. And when you stop, right, and you sort of nurture that side of you there's there's a whole other side that says or feels that we'll be left behind that we won't be making the progress that we won't be you know we won't be able to play at the same velocity 
as our male counterparts. And that shitty dance is just feels like it's always going to keep us two steps behind. Now, the solution is we fight our way. We fight our way to the top and we change the fucking rules. But I don't want to wait, you know? And I think there's so many of us out there that don't want to wait. And we, we see this play out on so many levels. But we need to find that balance. And I think that is the dance, right? It's the balance between avoiding burning out, avoiding just utterly destroying ourselves, right, in the process because we take absolutely everything on, so much on in our personal lives. And again, like, regardless if you, you know, have a family or even if you are single and not married or whatever, but I find that I remember myself at those stages still took on so much and I know that you all do too right taking on the emotion you know emotionally supporting your friends or your family or you know your co-workers like we we just carry a lot and so this is more of a rant of a podcast but I hope that someone out there I feel needs to hear this as much as I need to express it how do we how do we maintain that balance and that dance and keep having the energy and the vibrancy and the passion to just keep pushing you know i love listening to how how i built this which is um podcast i believe it's from npr ross guy ross is the host and I've always been so enchanted by these stories, these founder stories, right? These founder stories that just like, you know, they, they took out, you know, loans against their house and they spent all of their savings and they cashed in their 401k and they just, just put everything on the line and had all of this stress and all of this pain to build these amazing billion dollar companies, right? And I think... I personally see so many female founders in my community that struggle so much with the idea of it's already so fucking hard to be building as a woman and seeking funding as a woman, right? And the idea, especially for, let's say, single moms or people that have to support their family, right? You know, how do we win when the cards are stacked against us in that way, right? How do we win if we can't take those enormous risks or we don't want to? This is the questions we we all need to get together to solve. And I love seeing more funds that are geared towards, um, you know, supporting women, women of color, LGBTQ, um, communities but it's just such a small 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 fraction of the whole and we need to change that we need to change that we need more female investors we need more female voices we need more female leaders and so if you're a founder 
that's where you can start as being a leader for the women and the men that are reporting to you. And I think that little by little, we'll be able to see change. But sometimes it just feels so exhausting. So if you're feeling the same as me, just know that I, I feel you. My heart is with you. And hang in there. I know it's going to get better. But for now, we just got to keep pushing. All right. I'll see you back here next week for the Marketing for Startups podcast. And I hope you found some value in this. I promise to come back next week with more marketing-focused podcasts. But the thing is, it doesn't matter if you're you know, focused on marketing or sales or whatever for your business. The mindset piece, I believe, is the most important thing in life and in business and anything that you want to do, any goal that you want to accomplish. And I think particularly for women in business, this piece that I'm speaking of today is one of the hardest parts. You know, understanding like what your mindset really needs to be to win. Do you take that more male-dominated approach, that more aggressive growth approach? Is that going to get us to the finish line? Or do we take that slow, more measured approach and maybe takes us twice as long to get there? Depends if you're okay with that. Anyways, I would love to hear from you. Please comment on the blog, you know, on the show notes. I would love to hear from you or always send me a DM on LinkedIn. That's where I like to hang out. Until next week, have a wonderful, wonderful day and hope to see you back here again. Thanks. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to the Marketing for Startups podcast and for sticking around till the end. It would mean so much to me if you could like and subscribe to this podcast. It's a great way of telling the world that this podcast has content worth listening to. And remember, you could always reach me at LinkedIn at Victoria Hajar or at UglyVentures.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week.